to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. There are five people today who have never prayed in other tongues and that's gonna happen the minimum is about five people and there's somebody who experienced a certain kind of deliverance it's like a cleansing now this person in particular from a younger stage has always known that there's something upon their life and it manifests a lot through intercession and prophecy. But they've messed it up. It's like they've defiled it. And so there'll be a cleansing that they'll experience. And how they'll know, there'll be a point in the service, it will be as if the chair has thorns. And that will be symbolic to them that they've been sitting on something and it has ended up producing things that shouldn't be there. I'm just giving you a few details about the service. So I still owe you part two of the value of decisions. The advantage is I'm still your pastor. So I can teach it next week, I can teach it the other week. Uh, Today I'm building us up because I'm just going to talk for a few minutes and we pray. We are praying and fasting right now. And it's proven to be of benefit. There are some trousers that weren't fitting. And by the grace of God, they are fitting. If you are born again, that you are anointed. If you're not born again, you're about to be anointed. Now, to be anointed is to be set apart, appointed, and empowered to be and to do. I'll say that again. Every time you see a person in the Bible who was anointed, really the the actual aspect of anointing, that's just really rubbing. So it's not really about the aspect of rubbing because to to anoint is to rub. But really it's about what what being anointed symbolized. When a person was anointed, it meant they were set apart Like David, he was set apart from all of his brothers. He was set apart from all of Israel. And then you are set apart and then you are appointed. You are appointed into an office. So like David, he was appointed into the kingly office. And he was also a priest. 
And then not only are you appointed into that office, you are empowered. Your capacity is enlarged. You are given what you need for you to function in that office. Then not only are you empowered, you are empowered specifically to be something and also to do something. So, say after me, say, I am anointed. Say, so I have been set apart, appointed, and empowered by God to be and to do. Praise God. And I will tell you something. So now, what people refer to as the anointing is that special unction, that special unction of the Spirit, that... My God. It's a special unction of the Spirit. And when that special unction is active or is operational, you cease to be a normal human being. You experience the superimposing presence of the Spirit. Your hands are no longer Fred's hands. You find your hands. Mention your name. Your hands are Christ's hands. So for example, when the unction for healing is there, what happens is this. As you lay your hands, it is as if Jesus himself were laying it. And in essence, it is. Because he is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And he came on earth as the only begotten of the Father. And then he said, you know what, it's better that I go. And the reason why he wanted to go is because he wanted a bigger body. For as long as he had, his body was limited to one human being, there was a limitation. He could only be in one place at, at one time. So he wanted a bigger body. And let's be honest, when you study the scriptures, you'll never read a verse that tells you Jesus physically on earth was in 15 places at the same time. They had to come out to meet him. They had to find ways to meet him. Right now, would have all been traveling because he was confined to a body. And so he says, it's more expedient that I go. It's better that I go. Because when I go, the helper will come. And then what happens is, He's caused us all to become members of his body. So when Jesus Christ is being looked at, in heaven they see the head. But then where is the body on earth? And that's why we are called the body of Christ. Because he wanted more hands to lay on the sick. He was tired of just using two. Why not use a million? I don't know if you're getting my point. He wanted more mouths to cast out devils. He was tired of just using one. Why not use 10 billion? And that's why you and I are here. No wonder Paul could say things like, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Say, these hands are special. Come on, say, these hands are special. Say, my feet are special. My voice is special. Say, because I am anointed. And you know what he said? He said, if you believe these things, then you shall do the stuff I've been doing. And greater things than these shall you do. I've got a question for you. You've been anointed. What are you doing with it? Jesus didn't sit down with the anointing. 
Look at Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about. The anointing makes you busy. You can have an exam, you can have this, but you just need to find just two people just to lay hands on. Just, just, just any one or two people who are discouraged just to encourage. Because that's what the anointing does to you. It makes you busy. It doesn't say how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth that he sat down and just imagining how it would be if he was praying for people. No, he went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. Don't, don't, this, who's ever been there where it fills you up, you feel like you can burst. Like if you don't find people to pray for, you'll burst. Hey. <laughs> because, listen, there's a difference between the springing up to eternal life which is for salvation. But there's another verse in John 7 where it says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. If rivers which are supposed to flow are kept still, there'll be a problem. Hey. Say, so I flow. <laughs> Don't you ever say you're sitting next to somebody anointed. Now, Luke chapter 4 verse 17 And he was handed the book of prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. You want to know what you've been anointed to be? You want to know what you've been anointed to do? One of the things you must do is learn to find where it's been written of you. If you read my book from the return from the mountain, you'll discover that it starts from the general to the specific. So it says he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he found the place where it was written, let's go on. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach. So he was anointed to do things. Jesus didn't preach just because he was a good public speaker. He was anointed to do it. If you wanted to know, that's why we go in all these places. We have the Dominion Knights and the like. We didn't just sit and say, guys, what can be our gimmick? What can we be doing? Oh, let's go and let's... What name sounds nice? Dominion Knight. And let's just go have it for the sake of having it because we like having things. No, 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 no. I still remember very clearly God spoke to me. I was on the plane. I was coming back from China. And he spoke to me and he told me about these Dominion Knights. He spoke to me about it. Very clearly. And that's why those meetings have been anointed. That's why it doesn't shock me when all those people give their lives to Christ. They've been anointed. <laughs> so he was anointed for something and he identified what he was anointed for he was anointed to preach he was anointed to heal the brokenhearted he was anointed to proclaim liberty to the captive recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed if you keep on reading Isaiah you see so many other things but the question is what have you been anointed for and today I'm showing you three or four things number one You've been anointed to pray. Now, when I use the word anointed, remember, set apart, appointed, and empowered. In this case, to pray. So, that's why when you walk in this revelation, even as you pray, there are times a special unction will come on you. You've been anointed to pray. Job 22, verse 26 to 27. For then you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to Him and He will hear you. 
and you will pay your vows. My friend, you've been anointed to pray and to be heard as you pray. Look at 1 John. Look at chapter number 3. And perhaps verse 14. So I've been anointed to pray. Say it one more time. Say it again. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been anointed to pray, but you're not praying, give me 5 verse 14. If you've been anointed to pray, but you're not praying, you have challenges there. And here's something about the way the anointing works. It works like, uh, I've been asked a lot how the anointing works, right? It works through use. If you don't exercise a muscle, you don't expect it to be as strong as other people who exercise it. That's why you'll notice that if you consistently put yourself on a certain period of prayer, day one might be a bit challenging, day two might be challenging, day three. When you're reaching day four, you can be so tired, lift your hands, and even just in five minutes, the, the, the destruction you can do to the territory of the enemy because you've exercised your muscles. The whole essence of exercise is that it makes things easier as things go by. And then with exercise, muscles are funny. You can train yourself to run five kilometers and you become good at it. And then you stop for two months. It will be as if you are starting afresh. That's why one of the rules I've given myself when it comes to prayer. If per adventure I'm so busy that I don't manage to have a formal prayer session the way I like to have it. It shouldn't go two days. It shouldn't go two days. You'll get used. Then you have to start from scratch again. So this momentum you're building through the fast, don't lose it. You've been anointed to pray. Now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I can do a whole series on this. But one thing I'll tell you is this. The Bible is very clear whose prayers have more power. Because it says the effect of fervent prayer, specifically of a righteous man, makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Say, I've been anointed to pray. Number two, you have been anointed to intercede. Now, if you notice the first two scriptures, I focused more on supplication. But you've also been anointed to intercede. And this is something we're going to start seeing. It's something God showed me as... I'll be revealing slowly by slowly. But I had a dream which I'm yet to share with you all. And one part of the dream, because you're showing me the next move. And specifically, it's something we're pressing into in the year 2022. So one part of the dream, I was interceding for someone. So I, I sat and I was interceding. And then it is as if I was there. I've experienced that before, but this one was crazy. It's as if I was there and I could hold them and just intercede for them. And it's as if they could also feel that well, there's somebody praying for me. It's like my prayers held them. You've been anointed to intercede. I had an experience which I hardly share. 
I there was a time when um, I was waking up one morning and I sensed an attack from Satan. Yeah, I sensed an attack from Satan. Not a small one. I could sense it. I started feeling my spirit coming out of my body. I could sense that Satan was giving an attack. And it's almost as if I'd come out and I could tell this wasn't an encounter with the Lord. Because there are times again, this is the Lord, this is Satan. So I was like, ah, does he know me? So I was about to, but I, I don't know, I was struggling to deal with the matter. And I kid you not, it, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like there was like a prayer here. And then I like climbed on it. Boom. And I was back in. Then that prayer, incidentally, it's like it was written. I don't know whether it was written or what, but I had a knowing that that prayer was the prayer of my mother. Then the moment I got up, I'm like, God, how come I couldn't deal with it? And then he texts me, he says, have you actually read Ephesians 6? I said, I've read it. He said, have you, you focused on the other weapons? Have you seen what it goes on to say? He said, what does it go on to say? It says, I'm praying for all the saints. Warfare is not complete without prayers for all the saints. And then guess what Paul went on to say? And he said, and pray also for me. So meaning, no matter how high a person is, there is no one in an army who doesn't need backup. There is no soldier who doesn't need backup. Everyone needs backup. And as a matter of fact, some of the, even some of the most significant officers will probably have a lot of protection about, around them. They will probably have a lot of protection around them because everybody needs to be backed up. And so we've been anointed to intercede. We've been anointed to back each other up. Listen, do you know how anointed you are? It says one can chase a thousand, two can put 10,000 to flight. Meaning when two of you agree over a matter, the unction to deal with it is even increased. There are some people, it's not that they can't pray. They're just overwhelmed. Let's stop leaving people to do things alone. We can back them up. <laughs> Praise God. So you've been anointed to intercede. That's why for me, there's no day that passes without me interceding for you. There's no day. There's no day. It's not possible. It's not possible. Do you honestly think it's by accident or it's by coincidence that in four years of this church we've not buried any of you? No, do you honestly think that's the case? And the thing about prayer is that you never know which prayer might be the one. That's why when you sense an unction to pray, even if it's for a minute, go to your closet. Sometimes I just lift my hands and say, Lord, if there's anyone, any believer in this world who needs prayer, as I pray in tongues, feel free to use my prayers for them. If there's any believer in the world, if there's anyone, maybe they're about to be raped, they're about to be beaten, they're about to be what? At this point, I'm just interceding for those. Because you've been anointed to intercede. You can see that from the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 22 verse 30. I sought for a man who could stand in the gap. You've been anointed for that. Number three, you've been anointed to break yokes. You've been anointed to break yokes. Yes, that drunkenness in your family, you've been anointed for it. I don't know why you're coming to me scared saying, no, pastor. Uh, you need to pray for me not to be drinking. Everyone in my family drinks badly. You don't know you've been anointed for that. You've been the one, you're the one who's been anointed to break it. 
And let me tell you something. Here's a part that you have to be careful about. Sometimes the, what you've been anointed to break is what Satan will want to bring on you. So that your ministry can lose credibility. And that's why you must keep your guard. And that's why you must have accountability systems. There are some here in the family are looked down upon because of one or two mistakes that you've made. That doesn't mean you've not been anointed to deal with those matters. Ask, ask Moses. He ran away from Egypt and God sent him back to Egypt. Some of us here, our assignment is to go back to the very Pharaoh we're afraid of and running away from. You've been anointed to break yokes. There's a spirit of drunkenness breaking in families. People have been making irresponsible decisions. Another one that I'm seeing is, I'm seeing a lot of reconciliation. Sons coming back to their fathers. Fathers coming back to their sons. Not like fake reconciliation, genuine reconciliation. And you know, there's, a, there's an anointing for that. Are you aware of that? Have you ever read it? I think it's in Malachi, right? Where it talks about John the Baptist. And he says the spirit of Elijah will be on him. And he will draw men. He will draw sons to their fathers and fathers to their sons. So some of you have been anointed to just sit the family down. And just bring them together. Guess what? You may not start with the elders. Go and unite the 10 year olds. Can you imagine how, how that family will be 30 years from now? Go and start uniting the 5 year olds. Guys, come together. Let's pray. So, you've been anointed to break yokes. Here's what the Bible says. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. Give me from the King James. It shall come to pass in that day that this burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. You've been anointed to break yokes. Have you ever wondered how come people come to this church and suddenly there are certain things that they used to do that they don't feel like doing. But they never saw hands being laid on them. It's because as we are speaking, the power is present to deliver. There are people who've experienced deliverance without knowing it. The power is present to heal. The power is present to break yokes. Yokes of sickness. Yokes of disease. Yokes of curses. The anointing is present to break those things. They have been anointed to break yokes. So if perhaps maybe somebody here has a challenge and we deal with it, it's not for you to sit down. It's for you now to go and break on other people. Are we using the anointing? Tell your name and ask, have you been using the anointing? Number four, you've been anointed to prophesy. Amos 3 verse 7 to 8. The Bible says, surely the Lord does nothing except he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Now, how many of you know that in the New Testament, everyone is to be prophetic? Imagine the whole church is told, but desire that you should prophesy. And then we are told that the Spirit of God will tell us of things to come. So as long as you've got the Spirit of God in you, you are prophetic, it's automatic. And then go on. Now, what happens with their prophecies? A lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? You've been anointed to prophesy. Now, in case you think prophesying is light, or it's light work, 
then the last point for today will show you just what prophesying can do. Ezekiel 37 from verse 1. A bit more rough. No, like not the same melody, like a rougher melody. Yeah. My help has come. You know it? It's a very simple melody, though. Mm -mm, not now. And change the key. It's not the right one. Are you ready? The fifth point, you've been anointed to bring things to life. Ezekiel 31, as we read this scripture, picture it. It says, the hand of the Lord came upon me. And brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Close your eyes and picture yourself in that valley. Next verse. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. Are there any dry bones in your life? Are there any dry bones in your nation? Are there any dry bones in your environment? Let's go on. And then he said to me, and it's a question I have for you. He said, son of man, can these bones live? child of God. Can these bones live again? I don't know what's been taken from you, but for things to be bones, it means they had flesh before. I don't know what you feel has been taken away from you, but the Lord is asking, can these bones live again? And so I answered, oh Lord God, you know. Uh -huh. And then he said to me, now remember I said anointed to prophesy, right? Then look at what he says. Prophesy to these bones. Friends, learn to prophesy to things. Learn to speak to things with authority, with the power of God. He says, prophesy to these bones and say to them, Oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say, Oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Come on, let's move. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Next verse. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. You've been anointed to do that. And now what was the result of this? So I prophesied as I was commanded. 
My friends, hey, I, I wonder why you're still seated. By now you should be gearing up because there are some bones you need to speak to. And he says, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, somebody say, as I prophesied. Somebody say, as I spoke. As I declared. As I took authority. The Bible says there was a noise. And suddenly, there was a rattling sound. And the bones came together. Bone to bone. Next verse. <laughs> you know what? We're reading in our own time. The anointing is here. They anointed to prophesy life. 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 To prophesy life. Kalabasat. Say, I take my position. I take my position as an anointed child of God. And I take authority. I take charge. Now begin to use this anointing over diverse situations. Dry bones live. Dry bones live. Dry bones live. Dry bones live. Live, live, live. Live. Let's 
walk in his favor and graces Just like heaven, just like heaven on earth Something is changing. Now, I declare in the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, oh heaven, break loose. Oh heaven, break loose. Heavens, break forth. Heavens, break forth. Minister. 
ministers, go around and scan the environment. Ministers, deacons, a lot is happening. Oh, heaven, break loose. Oh, heaven, break loose. Come on, guys. Bye-bye. 
service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.